Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Good Monday morning, everybody. This is Issel and Louie, ESPN 680 105.7. We appreciate you spending part of your day with us. Lewis, hope you had a better weekend than Calipari. What's the quote here? Um, now all of a sudden we're not Kentucky. No, we're not Kentucky. All of a sudden, Dan. Not, not, not something that we've watched happen the last couple of years, but just now all of a sudden. Not all something sudden. we've been talking about on this show, the end of the empire. Not that. It's all of a sudden, Dan. It was one game. One game made them not Kentucky. Not, not, not a, a set of games or a set of seasons or an overwhelming trend. One game, Dan. How about that? You know, or, that's... Or, the, or the fact that every decent team you play has beaten you by double digits. 16 and a half point margin to the top four teams that they played. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think you and I were pretty close on our on our total <laughs> no, we for <laughs> Alabama. No, 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 no. Oh, total for, for Alabama. Our, our, to, our total for Alabama. I think I only missed that by one point. Yeah, I, I was about twenty points off of Kentucky's total. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was ugly, Lewis. It was ugly. When's the last time you remember a game this bad? Uh I don't know that I remember one. Mm. Louie. I mean, they were never. Louie, Louie, we've been playing Alabama since before my parents were born. (laughs) 100 years we've been playing Alabama. And remember, a lot of those years, we played them twice when when the SEC didn't have 96 teams in it. And that was the worst defeat the University of Alabama has ever hung on UK. I tried to get Chris Stewart, who has been doing radio for Alabama basketball for a couple decades, and uh, we just couldn't get the time together today. But uh, the reason I wanted to do that, and I've, I've decided something pretty important, Dan. During these games, I am now going to listen to the other team's broadcasts to hear how they talk about Kentucky. Oh, Because I learned so much listening to the Alabama guys. Because this was still a huge win for them, and they're like, oh, this will go down in the folklore of Alabama basketball and blah, blah, blah. But they're like... And and then one of the uh, the analysts came out and he goes, "I've I've watched about fifty of these games. I can say authoritatively, Alabama has better talent than Kentucky for the first time ever." Well, I I I don't know if I'll go that far, but what what I will say for sure, for sure, is that their freshmen they start three freshmen, Louis. Yep. 
And I will say they may not be one stars or two stars or eight stars or any of the rankings these kids get coming out of high school. Those three freshmen that had Alabama uniforms on were better than the two freshmen that had Kentucky uniforms on. There's no doubt about that. All right, so uh, you know, people don't uh, tune in to listen to me break down Kentucky basketball. They tune in for you. Uh, do you have, I mean, sort of global takeaways? Is there something that particularly bothered you on Saturday? Uh, you know, I've, I've kind of been around it uh, and over it and through it for the last month. Mm-hmm. But what particularly bothers me about this team, Louie, is that the other team always seems more prepared to play Kentucky than Kentucky does to play the other team. I mean, Coach Oates's uh, game plan was brilliant. You look at you look at the very best player on Kentucky's team, the reigning national player of the year. You look at their best player and you say, we're going to make him do things he can't do. And then we're going to take away the things that he can't do, that he can do, that he can do. So the first play, they put him in a high pick and roll, and Oscar's lost. Oscar's like a fish out of water. He doesn't know if he should roll with his man. He doesn't know if he should trap the passer. And as a result, he winds up right in the middle. He's not guarding the man with the ball. He's not guarding his man, and they dunk on him. And they do that three times in a row because Oates had watched the tape and knew that Oscar didn't play high pick and rolls very well. Then he knows that Oscar can only score in the low post, and so he doesn't let Oscar get any looks at the basket in the low post. So he has has effectively... Two minutes into the game, he has neutered the very best player that Kentucky has. And that was all part of the game plan, part of breaking down tape, knowing what Kentucky can't do and and what what they can do. Now, what you would have done, Louie, in a normal situation is you would have said, okay, we're going to take, we're going to take Oscar away from the basket. We're going to go, what's the guy's name, Bediaco. Yeah. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna take him away from the basket. We're gonna make him uncomfortable. We'll make him do something he can't do, and that is guard a man out on the floor. And that only would free up Oscar a little bit to maybe make a jump shot or drive the lane. Uh, but it opens up the middle for his teammates. But Kentucky didn't do that because that's not part of Oscar's game. And if anything, what this game pointed out is why NBA people are running away from Oscar Shreveway. That's right. I mean, he can't. I mean, he's going to play a Biaka every every game in the NBA. And so it's either he can't move outside to open up the middle or, you know, you just keep doing, you know what, the definition of insanity is and that's what Kentucky tried to do with Oscar for the 24 minutes or something that he played so I you know I uh, coach Oates game plan was brilliant 
I mean, he he knew how to stop Kentucky right out of the box. Uh, from Nate Oates, quote, we decided to attack him early in ball screens. I didn't think he was very good guarding ball screens. We got behind him three times right out of the gate. We've seen him mess up a lot of ball screen coverages and scouting them, so we wanted to attack him in that. They pulled him out of the game, and it made it a lot easier to guard when he was on the bench. Then he goes back in the game, and what's the first thing they do? Yeah. They run yeah. the ball screen again. Run the high ball, high pick and roll. I, like, boom. And, and so it. this is where – this game is doubly frustrating for UK fans because you get beat by a team that might have better players than you do, and you clearly get out-schemed by a coach that does not have the provenance of a John Calipari. See, and I'm not, I'm not ready, and, and full transparency, full transparency, I like John. John's been terrific to me and to my family. Uh, he called me on Friday with some news I can't share uh, just yet, but it's going to be terrific. And I'm not ready. I mean, he's in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, Louis. He just he didn't become a stupid coach overnight. But something something is not right here. Correct. And I don't I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the character of the players. Uh, I I don't know if if in fact. Uh, you know they're they're not being coached up. I I don't know, but I'm not ready to say this is all Cal. This is all Cal's fault. I mean, you know, at some point you you can't tell me that they haven't gone over the high pick and roll with Oscar and how to play it. You're going to tell me that he doesn't. It know sure looked like they have What he's supposed to do? It I know like- it looked like that, Louie, But you can't you can't tell me that they haven't. I know they have. They have okay. to. That's okay. part of coaching. You don't say, Oscar, uh, they're going to run the high pick and roll, you know, do whatever you want to do. They don't do that. And so I, I just, uh, you know, I, I, and again, uh, you know, it, it, they're, they're, I mean, that was certainly not Cal at his best. That, that is for sure. But you, you got to put some of this on the players. No, no doubt. No doubt. But – if you know that Oscar's not good in, in something like the, the high ball screen, don't you have a backup plan for him, to, some, someone to bail him out, a second guy? Don't you know that that's going to be coming? I, I don't know that. I don't know that that hasn't been discussed. So the guys just aren't doing it then. That's an even bigger problem than Dan. Well, that, uh, but I, 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 it's probably not all that way over there. It's somewhere in the middle. But I'm not saying you know. And the first thing I did after that game. I, I turned the Louisville game on. I turned the sound off, and I and I listened to old Jimmy Streetle doing the post game show, and and uh, it was a little weak. The show was a little weak. I think apathy is setting in here. I mean, there were you know Bluegrass Billy or Big Blue Billy or BBM did Billy or whatever the heck yeah. his name is. Yeah. He called in and you know and did his little rant like he always does. But, uh, you know, I think, I think people are giving up on this team. Okay, so lot, lots going on. Issel and Louie taking you up until noon here on ESPN 680-1057. His name's Dan Issel. I'm Louie Rabot hanging out with you on a Monday, Reaction Monday here. Um, two things. You, you just said that apathy is setting in. I think you're, you're right that the anger after Missouri was more than the anger after Alabama. because No question. Ben Roberts was right. And I need to start listening to Ben Roberts is what I've learned about the world. He was right about DJ Wagner. He was right about 
um, Chris Livingston being a nice kid, but probably not a contributor. And then he warned us, hey, just don't get blown out in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. I need to start listening to Ben Roberts is what I learned on Saturday. <laughs> I need to shut the hell up and listen to Ben Roberts is essentially what I learned on Saturday. Well, and by the way, who knows what it's going to look like on Saturday at Tennessee? Oh, it's going to be ugly. Uh, is I there any reason I, to think that it won't be? No. Okay, the other and thing I that said you said, said. I said the same thing going in the Alabama game, Louie. I expected a much better effort than, than what they gave, for sure. But I said going in, I said on Friday, that this team has done nothing, nothing to make you think that they could go into Alabama and win the game. And, and Friday, I'll say the same thing about Tennessee. I don't care if they beat South Carolina by 97 points. You know why? Because they got a bunch of soft players who don't, I mean, they, they can, and I'm getting into my Monday morning moron here a little bit, but, you know, if you, if you have some guts, if you have some fortitude, these are the kind of games that you live for. You don't care about playing Yale or U of L or forget about those games. I mean, you can throw your jersey out on the floor and win those games. These are the kind of games that great players step up and play great in. And we didn't have, I guess you could say, severe because the, because the game plan was basically let severe beat us, and he did a nice job. He did a nice job in the first half. But Severe Wheeler isn't going to beat anybody all by himself. And and so, uh, no, no, there's nothing to make you think that they can go down. Because it, if Alabama if Alabama's talking about this is one for the record books, this will go down in Alabama history, you don't think Tennessee doesn't feel the exact same way? They'd, Ten- like, to be, they'd like to beat Kentucky by 40. Yeah, no, I think the margin, sure. But Tennessee has had success against U.K., in you know in recent years and in the past frankly all right so i want to go back to this though because you 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 d- you defended coach cal and said that he's certainly coaching these things and then the players aren't doing them on the court and then you said it was somewhere in the middle let's give a percentage then what percentage of this is coaching and what percentage is the players not following the game plan because you cannot have both here dan i i, I think that if it's if it is both by the way then this is going to be a very long end of this season if the game plan is be, be, being put in and the players are just not doing it, plus the talent might not be there. I mean, that, that, that's all a, a – that is a <laughs> – it's not good. <laughs> it, is a, it is a punch bowl of terrible, frankly. Well, well wait, but wait a second. You say the talent isn't there, all right? Let, let, let's look at the talent. You've got the, the, you've got the unanimous not, – not he didn't make it in the Lexington Herald Leader National Player of the Year – he was the unanimous player of the year, okay? You've got Severe Wheeler, who's first team all SEC, has led the SEC in assists, I believe, the last two years. Correct. You've got Carson, uh, Cason Wallace, who is supposed to be a lottery pick coming in. And you've got all of these other guys we were told were going to make great strides and, and be terrific players this year. I, I think... On paper, I think this team's got some talent. I don't think, I don't think they have any heart. That's what I think. 
Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you a percentage. I'll say. <laughs> I'll say sixty of it is Cal and forty of it is the players. Okay. All right. Okay. I I disagree about the talent. I I think that when you get transfers from Iowa and from Illinois State and um, you know Oscar happens to work out from West Virginia, you get a guy from Georgia. That's the kind of level of player that you're getting. There's yeah, a reason but that that's unfair, Louis. That's unfair because you're saying uh, you're saying okay, Fredericks can't play. What did Fredericks do at Iowa? No, 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 no. His shooting percentage was good. What I'm getting at is he didn't do anything at Iowa. Why do you bring that kind of guy in? He shot 40% from the three-point line. Okay, but he can't play defense, and he's hurt all the time. <laughs> Speaking of a guy that can't play defense, if you, <laughs> if, you know, I said if you want to get a few laughs, watch, watch Toppin try to set a pick during the game. Okay. Here, here, here's even a better one. Watch Reeves try to guard somebody during the oh. game. I mean, I understand Cal's got to have him out there because nobody else can score. But if Reeves got twenty points, I bet his men, the guys he would guard, got thirty. I mean, it's. I mean, it's, and Jason, it's Entz, awful. you talk about that post game show. Jason has pointed it out. Thirty five points for Wheeler and Reeves, seventeen for the rest of the team. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, look, Dan. Would you rather have Kentucky's roster right now or Alabama's? And this is a problem. I mean, Brandon yeah, Miller. Is. Brandon Miller should be a Kentucky player. He looks like a freaking Kentucky player. Why? why what, what? Do you have any idea where he was ranked? I mean, was he one of these can't miss it's prospects? A fair question. Let me go look. Coming out of high school. He sure looks like one, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't he didn't play very well and still shoots fifty percent from the I floor know. and scores nineteen points. <laughs> and and I think if you ask the kid, he would say, Yeah, I played okay. <laughs> Brandon Miller but, was number nine overall in the ESPN one hundred. Okay. All right. Well Kentucky's uh, highest rated guy was Chris Livingston at twelve and uh Case and Wallace was twenty one. Well, that I mean, it sure looked like that on Saturday. That's that's for sure. But I mean, there are some other there are some other freshmen around the uh, around the country that are playing great. Our freshmen are playing awful. Well, and and it's not like Dukes are playing lights out either. So, and they yeah. have you know three of the top seven players. So it's not like you know, it's a given automatic thing either. I understand all of that, but I I just. I think we just need to be as realistic as we can with this team, Dan. One of the things I said last week that I was worried about is that Jacob Toppin gets the same kind of bump that Louisville football did last season playing Syracuse and Duke, and then he plays Louisville and, um, oh gosh, um, LSU. LSU. And then he's got to go on the road to Alabama, and guess what? It looks like he's playing on the road at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, one for ten is one for ten's unacceptable with a guy with his athleticism. It's just unacceptable. And his one, by the way, is a three-pointer. He's standing outside. He's 0 for 9 on two-pointers. Yep. That should never happen. I don't care the environment. I don't care who you're playing. That should never happen. And I, I mean, Chris Livingston is a whatever. He's just a total whatever. Um, Kaysom, or excuse me, Severe Wheeler at least had the dog in him this on Saturday, and he was it. And he was the only one trying to attack, trying to create things. And, and no, I, you right, know, there was yeah. a weird spot where they pulled Oscar and they played a little bit better in the first, in the first half. Yeah, they and I actually it was the one time I texted back. you. I was like, imagine if they played this well with Oscar on the court. Right. And then they right. didn't. <laughs> so I no, it's it <laughs> it's I mean, it's gotta be frustrating. 
if it's frustrating oh, for it's me, awful. just watching it. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. being a fan yeah. trying to watch no, it. it. You know, now they'll like like Oates said. I mean, he was very diplomatic after the game. He said, "No, they're not. They're not going." College <laughs> kids can be so rough. <laughs> they're chanting "nit" at the end of the game, and they might not be too wrong. But Oates said, "Oh no, those are just college kids being college kids. They they'll make the NCAA tournament. They've got a lot of talent over there, and blah." blah 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 but uh, uh, they'll make the NCAA tournament Louie. Do you appreciate Oates using a a Saban line where try, quote we're trying to make yeah. him quit tonight we yeah. were trying to make him yeah. proud in the stands I don't think Kentucky necessarily quit but I think our players tried to make them. No I think he's absolutely wrong about that. I, I think, think they did quit. I think several of them quit for, for sure you, you know I'm sitting there watching the game and I'm looking at that arena this is how this is how important Alabama basketball has been. That arena opened when I was a junior in college. <laughs> and there's still I've told I've told this story before. We made the the first time we played at Alabama, we played in their their old Quonset hut that that sell, uh, sat about 3000. Then my junior year they opened up this place. And um, it was it was during shoot around. We went to that, and I, and I pointed it out. Sherry actually watched the game with me, and I pointed out the corner of the floor where Coach Rupp sh- stopped shoot around, and and brought us all over there and introduced us to Bear Bryant. Oh. It was it was right there on that floor in that corner. And um, so you know that that's how important Alabama basketball. I get it, but Coleman looks pretty cool. Like and it's and it's built specifically for basketball. Yeah, but it's got well, I, not specifically because Kentucky couldn't have a shoot around on Friday night because they had a gymnastics uh, event <laughs> in there. <laughs> so so they had to get. You know what I mean? Early. Though the stands are built to yeah. be right on, a, on yeah, top of a no, basketball stadium. No, yeah, you're right, but I mean, yeah. no, but it's got. I mean. No, it's they use it for everything. They play volleyball in there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but they don't. They don't. There's no suites. Uh, You know, there's none of the amenities uh, that a that a modern day venue would have. Now, all of a sudden, we're not Kentucky. Kentucky. They weren't. They weren't Kentucky on Saturday. That is for sure. What percentage chance is my concern correct that next year we keep getting told that 2023 is an okay? recruiting class but it's not one of the stronger of the last five years or whatever and he's bringing in these kids who are at the top of that class but actually because the class isn't very good they're just going to have a ho-hum team yeah you know and and i used to tell talk with mike about this all the time i i I don't pay i I mean i have to pay attention to it now because we're doing this show but uh, until we started doing this show I didn't pay any attention to where they were ranked and and what star they were. I want to get uh, you know get them in there and see how they play and 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 don't don't talk to me about how they play against Utah Valley State. Sure. Show me how they play in a game like Saturday. And so I don't know if it's a weak class or a, or a big class. I, I I do know this um, after this year. They better bounce back, and they better be a top five team with that recruiting class next year, or it will get ugly. I think it's already ugly. Yeah, uh, probably so. I think it's already probably ugly. So. I think uh, what's funny is even though Tucker in this article on the Athletic, we will have Kyle Tucker at eleven o'clock. By the way, I, I think he's actually being diplomatic in the article. 
talking about the fan base. Oh, there's there's some uneasiness and there's some unrest in the fan base. <laughs> Call in two six seven nine six eighty. You'll hear the you'll hear the frustration of the fan base. I mean, we're getting less texts about this game than we did about Missouri by a lot. Yeah, and I no, worry about apathy like you're talking. about. Yeah, no, I like I say there was uh, there there was nothing. And how about our man? How about our man Jack Grossman? Grossman's <laughs> at the game. He tapes the press conference. Yep. And then sends it into the post game show for for Streetle and Ants. That's I mean, the hardest was... Jack has ever worked for this station. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Just took him move to Atlanta to do it. I'm kidding, Jack. But, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> was, I was surprised. Right. I was surprised there there wasn't much there wasn't much fire in in uh, James's voice. Um, uh, you know, I I think. I think people are have given up on this team. I really do. I think they and, see and, the writing on the wall with this. Yeah, team. I, I, and I think they they are looking. Like I said, they're looking for them to at least be competitive against a good team, and that that sure hasn't happened yet. I didn't think I would be saying what I'm about to say, but remember how we talked about U of L football this year, and I told people just enjoy it game to game. That's what I would encourage with Kentucky basketball. Stop worrying about bracketology. Stop worrying about making the tournament. Enjoy it game to game if you're a fan. Now, yeah. in this seat, I'm going to talk about bracketology and I'm going to talk about the big picture. <laughs> but if I were a fan, man, I would, I would try to push those things away. And then, you know, once they get to mid-February, hope that they're in a spot good enough. I mean, Tucker points out they're not going to have a quad one win by the end of January if they don't beat Tennessee or, or Kansas. Or Kansas, yeah. And they've had well, ample and, and, opportunity. Yeah, and see, and, and it'll be... It'll be this this team. You know, you get up at home by ten points in the second half, like they did against LSU. Man, you go for the juggler. You you. It's time to run them out of the gym because totally. if it gets to twelve or if it gets to fourteen, that the game is over. It, this team does not have that killer instinct. And that's what I say. Maybe they're too nice. Maybe they're just not nasty enough. But you've got to have that attitude. And the fact that LSU in the second half came back twice from 10-point deficits to make that a game, that should have been a telltale sign. Instead, we say, oh, you know, we're trending in the right direction. You know, Cal Cal is a gentler, kinder Cal uh, he's not getting on the players. We'll fix it after the game. How long did that last at Alabama, Louie? <laughs> he looked like he was about ready to chew somebody's head off two minutes into that game. All right, so- and so, you know, don't let that. Now, the same thing will happen tomorrow night. They'll come back and they'll kill South Carolina. And all of the guys who didn't show up on Saturday will be out there, you know, shaking their shaking their shoulders and, and you know doing that kind of stuff. And and everybody, not everybody, but people say, well, you know, maybe we've got this figured out. Maybe no, no. Wake me up when they play a good team to, to not win to single digits. Then I'll be excited. Oof. That's where we are, folks. First hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. Good news, everybody. On the other end, we'll have Dan's Monday Moron. I've got a couple honorable mentions before I get to the Monday Morning Moron. <laughs> That's my guy, Dan. Did you write this one down? 
uh, I, not it's not as extensive. I mean, I uh, on the will left us. Uh, I, I I almost wrote that down word for word. Yeah, no, I just have I just have notes today. Okay, good enough. All right, we'll do that on the other end. Uh, Kyle Tucker at eleven, and then we'll talk about um, talk about concrete at eleven thirty. I'm, I'm going to guess Dan's a big fan of concrete. We'll find out. You next. know, was this an amazing? <laughs> this is an amazing story. I'm telling this, you, this might be the best one you've had. Look, look at Louis Rimbaud. Look at Louis this is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to get to. Stay with us here at 680-1057. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. Welcome back. This is Reaction Monday on Issel and Louie. And as that man just said, this hour is brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. When you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than home. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. All right, a little programming reminder. Kenny Payne Show tonight, 7 to 8 on 93.9 and on the app. And then, of course, National title game is tonight, 6.30 on ESPN 681-057. Go Horn Frogs! 93.9 will join In Progress at 8 o'clock. All of that is presented by our friends at the YMCA. Uh, earlier kick than usual, Dan. You get that game at 5.30 your time. How about that? Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Well, I'll have to get up early from my nap. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been a napper? Um, I've always been a napper. Yeah. Uh, when I played... Uh, I, I always took a nap when I coached. Uh, in fact, I had uh, I had a recliner in my office uh, when I was coaching the Nuggets. And uh, I, after shoot-around, we'd have shoot-around at 10 or 11. Um, I'd have a little lunch brought in, and I, I would stay at the arena for the rest of the day. And I would get I would get in my recliner and take an hour nap. So I've I've been an hour, I've been a napper pretty much my entire life. And you sleep like eight nine hours a night. So you sleep like ten hours a day, huh? Mm, now I, I mean I didn't back then. Oh okay okay. But now I do yeah okay. yeah. It's a lot of body to lug around. Absolutely. Being that tall, a lot of work. Absolutely. And and having said that, after the holidays, there's more body to lug around than usual. <laughs> I hear you. Um, it, <laughs> Uh, so uh, I, I don't really know where to go next. We'll have Kyle Tucker at 11, so we'll get back into Kentucky at that point. Um, by the way, who told you that Northwestern wasn't playing bad? Yeah, no, you you, you hit that one. Uh, you know, Indiana's got the same problem a lot of these teams do. Yep. They can't guard anybody. Nope. They can't guard a soul. I mean, you you play as well as they played. I mean, what they, they scored uh, – uh, what eighty three points maybe? What was it? Uh, ninety eighty nine or something? I can't remember. Uh, eighty four, eighty three. Yeah, okay. They score. They score eighty three points. Uh, they shoot fifty two percent from the from the field, fifty percent from the free throw line. No, fifty percent from uh, three pointers. Yes. And still lose the game because they can't guard anybody on Northwestern. Yeah, that's it was, not good. Uh, speaking okay. of other local teams where it's not good, uh, U of all U of L uh, falls behind early. They are we not doing Monday morning moron? I'm going to shut up. Hit it. 
Uh, all right, this is Monday Morning Moron. And as soon as Louie gets a sponsor, we'll be all set. There you go. <laughs> uh, a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, number one, the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yes. I mean, after, <laughs> after Seattle wins their game in overtime, the Green Bay Packers, the, the game means absolutely nothing to the Detroit Lions. The, the Packers are playing at home. All they have to do is beat the Detroit Lions to go to the playoffs, and they can't do it. Now, I love, I've said this before, I love Dan Campbell. They asked him, Melissa Stark, the sideline reporter, asked him at halftime, you know, you knew before the game you were out of the playoffs. Uh, how do you motivate your team? He said, we've talked all week. Either we're going to the playoffs or they're not. And that's exactly what he did. I Possibly, Louie, um, Aaron Rodgers' last game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and I hope it is because mm. after back-to-back MVPs, he was very, very ordinary this year. Mm. So I hope that I hope he. So honorable mention to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, honorable mention number two, Carl Ravitch. Oh. Now, you said you said you listened to Alabama's broadcast of the game, right? I did, yes. Carl Ravage and Jimmy Dykes, who we seem, as you pointed out last game, we seem to get Dykes every game. I can't listen to him anymore. Yeah. Carl Ravage made so many mistakes. It's unbelievable. I don't know if he's calling the game off the monitor, if, if he's looking at his list of uninteresting tidbits to throw in. I mean, the, the ball goes out of bounds. The official points, Kentucky basketball. And Ravage says, Alabama ball out of bounds. <laughs> and then when they come back and it's Kentucky's ball, he says, oh, they changed the call on that one. No, they didn't, Carl. They called Kentucky. He, he wasn't getting the right, he wasn't getting the right players with um, fouls. And, and then he'd clean it up and say, oh, they changed that foul. No, they didn't change it, Carl. You had to change it because you made a mistake. The, the Kentucky gets down big to start the game. They make a nice comeback. I think they get it to within a point. Yep. As I said earlier, Sherry is sitting there halfway paying attention, watching the game with me. And so they're right before half, um, Alabama runs it back out to six points. And Ravage says, that's the biggest lead of the game. And Sherry said, what's he talking about? <laughs> and so somebody in the truck pointed out that, you know, Carl, Alabama was ahead four, uh, 13 to 4. And so he then he comes back and he says, um, that's the biggest lead since they were ahead 13 to 4. No, they, you know, they had to be ahead by less than nine and more than six at some point. He was awful. And, and when you put Jimmy Dykes with him, who tries to make the broadcast about him instead of the basketball game, it's unwatchable. But, but my Monday morning morons are two groups for the same reason. The frontline starters for U of L and for U of K. Uh, now let, let's take U of L first. Their starters on the front line are, of course, Sid Curry, Lands, and Huntley Brinkley. Now Louisville coming down the stretch is playing their tails off. James is going to be a player, Louis. James is going to be a player. Ellis, you know, he's 
he makes some mistakes, but he had eight assists and only two turnovers. Quite a turnaround for him. Their frontline players do absolutely nothing. Zero. Sid Curry, we've seen Sid Curry play. Where is he? Huntley Brinkley is supposed to be a five-star recruit coming out of high school. He stinks. They have a combined total of 10 points, seven fouls, and they shoot four for 12 from the line. Now, you, you talk about guys that have no heart. That's embarrassing that you've got James and Ellis playing as hard and as well as they can play, and, and Louisville can't beat anybody because their frontline players stink. And it wasn't because Wake Forest, you know, you couldn't penetrate Wake Forest defense. They had two big guys that were softer than, than Louisville, and they still get absolutely nothing done. And then we go to Kentucky, and we've already talked enough about Kentucky. But, you know, their front line, and as I said before, it, 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 when you play these games, if you have some guts, if you have some heart, these games mean more. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ease up on Oscar a little bit because Oscar's been great. He just got badly put in positions that he couldn't be successful. But Toppin goes, as you said earlier, one for 10. Livingston goes two for six. They're a combined, the starting front court for Kentucky is a combined four for 23. And they have almost as many personal fouls as they do points. <laughs> so I don't, I, you know, you, you can talk about what you want about Kentucky basketball, about the coaching and about what's going on. You can talk about U of L and the coaching, but if you got frontline players that have no heart, you're going nowhere. And for right now, at least, that's exactly where the cats and the cards are. And that's why the frontline starters for our local teams are Monday mornings morons. Well, there you go. A little, uh, little red and blue moron there. How about that? I like Prime is sitting on <laughs> Prime is sitting on the couch, and you know, like I said, she's got her book and she's got her coffee and she's having a good time watching the Kentucky. And Ravage says that's the biggest lead Alabama's had. And she looks at me and says, "What's he talking about?" <laughs> now he was that was terrible. That was one of the worst called college basketball games I've ever seen. You said something in there, actually, that I, I want to get back to, and this is Isla and Louie. That was Dan's Monday Moron here on Isla and Louie uh, on 680 We'll have you till noon, uh, till Bobby V takes over. Do you think James has has some potential here? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. That would be great. <laughs> would be no. Nice. <laughs> no. I, I mean, here, you know, here's, here's what you like to see, Louie. You like to see your, your young players. You like to see them making strides. And I think that that's exactly, I mean, his last three games, I think, have been have been really good. I mean, when he gets an open shot, he's knocking it down. And he's taking the ball to the to the basket. No, I, I think he's got a I think he's got a really nice, really nice future. But how can you and, and you've been one of his supporters and you've got to come off of that. Huntley Brinkley's terrible. He's not good lately. I agree with you. Yes, he's awful. Yep. I mean, he 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 leads the team. Here's a power forward 
that leads the team in turnovers on Saturday. I mean, he is awful. But, you know, I, 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 want, I, I don't want to take although Land's only shot one for seven. You know, I, I, think, I think Kenny's using him as motivation to get Withers to play. I, th- I think he said as much that, it, that he's bringing Withers off the bench, hoping that that'll spark him a little bit. And he didn't, he didn't play bad. Um, I, I think you, for next season, you keep Mike James, you let the, the, the couple of recruits come in, and then you just go get everyone else in the portal. I, I think it's that kind of blow-up job. You except for James is right. L's L's out of eligibility, right? Correct. Although I don't know if anybody's ever out of eligibility. I mean, we got guys in football playing six years, seven. I'm, I I mean, how does that figure? I don't know where that. I mean, I know you get an extra year from COVID. But that would mean only five years. How are you getting six and seven so, years? Blankenbaker described one this morning. There's a guy transferring from Virginia to U of L to play offensive line, and he started at Dartmouth, transferred to Virginia. So he sat out that year, but didn't lose any eligibility. He redshirted at Dartmouth, and then he got the COVID year. And then there was the tragedy with the UK, uh, the Virginia football team. So all those guys got another year of eligibility. So he got three added years of eligibility because of that. Hmm. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's unbelievable. I, I wish I could have played six years at Kentucky. That would have been, that would have been You led the ABA in scoring your rookie year. Get out of here. That's better that than whatever been, Kentucky stuff. Get out of here. Yeah, but I was making less money with the Colonels. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that I believe. Uh, yeah. a, a, a sad thing, Louis. Okay. Uh, one, I got, I got a word this morning uh, from George Tinsley, one of my teammates with the Colonels since he Powell passed away. And old, old, old people in Louisville remember Cincy Powell. He was already, I, I, I think, uh, I think he he wasn't on our championship team, mm. but one of the funniest guys I have ever met. And the the. Um, the Colonels had drafted, oh, man. Oh, the center, Bobby Croft. Bobby oh, yeah, Croft sure. was a center for Tennessee. And, um, and and the Colonels had drafted him. And Dallas Chaparrells, who became the San Antonio Spurs, had drafted me. And... Um, but I told him, I said, you know, I'm not if if I don't play for the Colonels, I'm not playing for anybody in the ABA. And so, uh, miraculously, the Colonels a week later had my draft rights. So they didn't need me and Bobby. I mean, we played the same position. So they traded Bobby Croft to Dallas for Cincy Powell. And so we're yeah right we're 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 in the locker room very first day of practice, and I you know I'm. I, I'm in there getting dressed for practice, and since he comes over and sits next to me, and he said, uh, I, "I guess you're the reason I had to leave Dallas." Oh. <laughs> but he was he was a funny guy. Uh, David Vance, uh, who who uh, tweeted out this morning, said, "You got you got Les Hunter, big game hunter from um, from Chicago, Loyola of Chicago." Mm-hmm. Uh, and Walt Simon and Cincy Powell in a room together, and it was the most entertaining thing you've ever seen. So rest rest in peace to Cincy Powell. 
So he's one of these guys, and we've we've had this conversation a lot on this show. Um, grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but couldn't go to LSU, right? Because he's black, yeah. and and yeah. so he ended up. Do you know where he went to college? This is dangerous. I do not. Oh, okay. He played at Portland. How about that? Um, so he uh, played out at for the Pilots at uh, the University of Portland from sixty two to sixty five, and then he played his entire career in the ABA. Yeah. Um, how about this? Full 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 career stats over sixteen points a game, seven and a half rebounds, over two assists a game. And now he, since he since he could pop yeah. could play. Yeah. Since so he could play. He left the uh Colonels in seventy two and then his last season uh, ended in seventy five with the Squires. So Okay. Right. Do you know his so famous he, first cousin? Since he's famous first cousin, yeah. I do not. Colin Powell. Really? How about that? I did not know that. <laughs> Very cool. interesting. Oh, man. Colin Powell. Uh, but, yeah, born, right, in, where were born we? in Baton Rouge, went to high school in Baton Rouge, and then had to go, had to leave Louisiana to play college basketball. That's still so amazing to me yeah. um, in the worst way. All right. Yeah, um, he's a, he was a funny guy. <clears throat> we had about 10 minutes here, Dan. I mean, did, how much of the NFL did you take in yesterday? Uh, all of it. <laughs> all of it. You know. I told Sherry I don't want to watch these games, but sorry, baby, this is for work. In case it comes, in case it comes up, I've I've said this before. The only bad thing is they got to put the Broncos on in the local market, and so the the two the two o'clock game was the Broncos against the Chargers. But I mean the 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 game the the day started out. I mean you can't script this stuff, Louie. They run the opening kickoff. I mean, you know, they I got a hot take about pregame that. stuff. All of the pregame stuff uh, about Hamlin and and just outpouring of love and support. All the players are praying at at uh, at midfield. I mean, just just a terrific day. They kick the ball off, and one of Hamlin's best friends on 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 the uh, on the Buffalo Bills, uh, Naheem. Is that how you say it? Naheem uh, Hines runs the kickoff all the way back. And then he does it again in the second half. And and from his hospital bed, Hamlin is texting out, free Hines. <laughs> <laughs> there, there had been, up until yesterday, 17 weeks, there had been four kickoffs, returns for touchdowns. And Hamlin's best friend does it twice in one day. It's un- unbelievable. You can't write that stuff. So you think it's just a coincidence and not um, people being nice to Buffalo on no, the opening kickoff? No. Guys kind of jogging down the oh, field and not really pursuing? I'm glad I'm not as skeptical as you okay. are about mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, okay. I think if you go back and watch the replay of that opening kickoff, there's a lot of jogging. And then a guy has a clear tackle and doesn't make the tackle. <laughs> I am the worst. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't but know. No, if we, and, I don't know if and, we cut it, but Blanket Baker said he was tired of the Demar stuff. <laughs> I was like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> it was just a scorching take as I was driving in. It was great. Oh, uh, but well, no, I, you know, I have to say, I have to say, there are two ways to root in sports. You root for your team, and you can root against other teams. And I got to do both yesterday. As I got to root for the Lions and root against the Packers. There you go. I got to do both in the same game. Yeah. And just smile. 
Hey, I like I like the I like the Lions' future. They got a lot of young guys that can play. What about that kid from Michigan? Yeah, Hutchinson's uh, awesome. I agree. You yeah. ready for this though? You ready for this? Yeah. This is the most wins they'll have in the next three seasons in the NFL. No way. Yep. No way. Yep. They they've got they've nope, got they two they've got two of the top twelve draft picks. Somebody somebody has finally figured out Jared Golf. I mean, how would you like to be sitting there? No, no wonder. No wonder McVeigh is thinking about going to the TV studio. <laughs> he's he's looking at the sorry Rams team, and he's got Stafford, and and doesn't have any draft picks, and 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 the Lions have a rejuvenated Jared Goff, and they've got all of all of LA's draft picks. So no, I I disagree with that. I would not be surprised at all if the Detroit Lions do not win their division next year i have seen this before many times in my life where we get excited about a detroit lions team and then it is just completely unsustainable up there for whatever reason so i am i am not going to uh i am not buying in um it was fun to watch the packers fail but other than that i am not buying in on the lions uh y'all can buy in have fun um i think dan campbell is a limited guy um and 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 i think that uh Eventually, I think the Packers will just retool. They'll be fine. I think the Bears can't get worse. Um, how how about the Texans giving up, beating beating Indianapolis yeah, on a on a gave team? up the that's that's what I exactly. tell people all the time. There might be owners that are tanking. There might be front offices that are tanking. Nobody, no player is tanking for anything. Yeah, and they the coach runs a two point conversion <laughs> to win the game. Now, now I don't think it's going to matter much because the Bears the Bears have their quarterback for the future. So so uh, Texas will get their quarterback. But uh, but it's really funny. I think I think Alabama will have the two, first two players taken. I, I think the Bears will take Will Anderson and and the Texans will take Bryce Young. Um, but but. Chicago's going to have some fun playing around with that one. They might they might get something out of this uh, to let the Texans take the quarterback they want. <laughs> Texter, imagine if Blake and Baker, imagine Blake and Baker if Demar was a Louisville grab. <laughs> He'd be screaming there wasn't enough coverage. It's totally right. Uh, Texter saying, uh, yes, Louis, uh, praise to your Detroit Lions for beating the Packers and then something I can't read on air. Um, Texter, thank you, Louis. Uh, someone saying what I thought and I was called an ass for. Lots of T-Rex arms on those kick returns. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with that. But by the way, uh, you're, you're totally right about the Texans. And the way that I know you're right is that uh, like an hour and a half after the game, they fired Lovey Smith for winning the game. <laughs> 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 Forget 3-13 and or whatever. Like They fired him for winning that game. 100%. No question. I mean, just you're done. You I think what? that's the second year in a row the Texans yep. have fired a first-year coach, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. The, uh, the other thing, by the way, if people haven't done it, you should see a side-by-side of Lovey Smith and Papa Smurf. They have the same beard. <laughs> Not in a good or bad way. They just have the same beard. They have the same beard. They have the same beard. Yeah, yeah. I actually like and, Lovey Smith. I, he's 
I think, he, I think he's actually a good football coach. It's just I, I don't know why it never translates. Maybe he's not well, a good football he, coach. <laughs> he, no, he, he hasn't. He, he hasn't had a whole lot to work. He's also had crappy jobs. NFL, I mean, the Bears yeah, and in his you know, NFL career for yeah. sure. That for sure. If the, uh, so, who do you like tonight in the championship? You know, and we should do a longer segment on this in the eleven thirty spot. But I mean, okay, no, no, it's okay. I, I, um, and the audience turns over. It's fine. I keep wanting to find a... I think the country is rooting for TCU. I think there's no question. And it is very hard to go back-to-back in college football. But I think Georgia has done the thing that we we assumed they couldn't do, which is that they have replicated what was going on in Tuscaloosa, and they've brought it to Athens. And and I think we've got a... We're, we're at the beginning of a five, six-year run here where Georgia is very clearly the best program in the country. Mm-hmm. And and so I expect them to win tonight. I have no idea on the was a fourteen point spread. Um, if that's in line or not, I mean Michigan. I mean they could not have shot themselves in the foot more in that game to lose to TCU. And Georgia just doesn't do those things. And so yeah, but but look at I mean, but you but you would you would counter about, that you would counter that yeah. and say TCU oh, has done no, that to everyone all season. Yeah. Yeah. They they beat Kentucky by ten points. They beat Kentucky <laughs> by ten points. You think they're going to beat TCU by more than twelve and a half? That's fair. No, that's a fair question. I thought in the eleven thirty segment we would get to some of these sounds. This is the biggest sound sheet I've I've ever seen. Avery must have got some rest over the weekend. Oh, I came in and there was lots of things cut. I was very proud of everyone. Oh, they did so, work over the weekend. Okay, so you didn't do this. You just put it on the show. No, here. I just typed things. <laughs> okay. Yeah, why do you think there was no sound the last week and a half on the show sheet? Because there was nothing cut. Yeah, because and Avery like, didn't cut anything for us. Yeah, she's not contributing to the show. Things weren't found. Yeah. Or dropped. All right, we got to hey. go to break here because we got to hey, get Kyle she's, Tucker on. She's moved on. I totally agree with she's you. She's moved on. I we, wanted to thank uh, the folks at Melt 502 for bringing lunch by the studios today. It's already here, actually. Come try the new hot brown egg rolls. Tons of other options um, for gourmet sandwiches at Melt 502 in the heart of Fern Creek, right behind the Moby Dick, 6318 Bartstown Road. Mention ESPN Louisville. We'll get 10% off your next order. Order online, melt502.com. Dan, go ahead and take us to break here, buddy. Yeah, this hour of the show is brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism. If you're looking, uh, you're looking to uh, to plan a vacation later on this year, there's no better place than the Bluegrass State. You can do a myriad of things, and you can check it all out at KentuckyTourism.com. Tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code ORDERNOW for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax, your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. 
Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Injured in a car accident? Visit suedistracteddriver.com. <laughs> 